Thank you, Christine, Trina, Emma Jean, and Debbie. 40 fingers and 176 keys. That's what we got. Thank you so much. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful Sunday morning. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your Warm Heart pastors. It is good to have each and every one of you here. If you're joining us online, welcome uh, to all of you as well. We are blessed to have you with us, and we pray that you find a blessing in today's service. Just a couple of announcements. Sign in. Let us know that you're here. And every, every pew, every row has a blue attendance pad uh, that helps us know who's here and who to call on. Uh, we appreciate that. If you're online, there's a place to click, I think, uh, to say that you're here as well or send an email to attendance at meridianumc.com. Lunch Bunch crew. Uh, they're going out today. Usually it's the last Sunday of the month, but they're going out on the first Sunday this, this week. Uh, Deja Brew, 1230. Uh, I will try to gauge the sermon accordingly so you can get out of here by then and, and, and make it there. Uh, we're looking for a few volunteers to help in the nursery. Uh, if, if you got time to help, uh, someone said, but I don't want to miss church. I'm like, you know what? We have a great solution. If you come to the first service, you could help out at the second service. You come to the second service, you could help out at the first service. But uh, let's help out our little ones and families as, as they come to worship. The office is closed this Tuesday for Independence Day. Have a safe holiday. Uh, and I know at least one of our hymns today will pay tribute to our country this morning. Uh, we do have communion today. It is the first Sunday of the month. So if you are online, uh, have your communion elements ready for uh, later on in the service. But let's take a moment, greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening songs.
you one of my drawings? Yeah. All right. This is when I was really, really young. Okay? All right. How does that look? If you could see your eyes right now. Could I put this in the museum? Probably not. Can you even tell what it is? An How do you know it's an elephant? Oh, you see the lines that have the elephant. Yeah, when I was really small, I couldn't, I couldn't quite do it. I don't know why an elephant is pink and green ears and a, and a blue bottom, but that's, uh, that's my elephant. My sister, four years older than me, she could color, and I wished I could color like her. She can stay within the lines, and she could. She showed me a trick where you, if you scrub real hard with a crayon, and then you scrape it off with your fingernail or a butter knife, it looks really cool underneath. This was, this was one of hers. You've done a lot of colors? Yeah, for like in a diamond. Script. So cool. Does it look cool like that? Yeah. Is it, does this look better? Yeah. Did she say within the lines? Yeah, she had a lot more color choices too, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, well, this is, this is cool if you're young and you're still trying to figure things out. Oh, but it's really cool to get to this stage. 
And you could stay within the lines and you could figure out what you're trying to draw sometimes. Well, in Big People Church today, we're going to talk about the Ten Commandments. Ten rules that God gave us to live by. And for us, for us, these rules are kind of like the lines on a coloring page. They give us direction and they tell us what we can and can't do. If I live my life without rules, this is what my life looks like. If I live my life within rules, this is what my life looks like. It's pretty cool. So our prayer is that as God gives us his commands, as he gives us things to live by, principles to live by, that we can find our life looking a whole lot more like this than this. Yeah. Can you pray with me? Let's pray. God above, we ask your blessings upon this little one and all those joining us online, that as they continue to grow in your favor and in your love, that they know that they are never alone. In your son's name, we have this prayer. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming down today. And I think you get to go with Pastor Jen. Nope. No Sunday school. I'm so sorry. Nope. You get to go back to your parental units. (laughs) Thank you, Jen. Good morning, church. This is the time of our service where we take a quiet time of reflection to center our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. Then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and the Lord's Prayer, and the words will be on the screen. Gracious and loving God, you are the source of life and love. Thank you for the freedom we have in you. In you, our troubled hearts are set free. In you, we discover a peace that transcends all understanding. In you, we are able to be free from the idols in our lives. And Lord God, we we lay it all at the cross. Lord, help us to be the peacemakers. Guide us to be healers in this world. We pray for our church, our community, and our nation. We pray for our families, our friends, and our leaders. We pray for the discouraged and poor in spirit. May all feel drawn to your presence and to walk in your light. Lord, today we pray for those that are grieving. May may they always find comfort. And Lord, give us humble hearts to serve one another. Help us to see you in acts of kindness. And may we learn to be free from from our anger, from our bitterness and resentment. Lord, we pray for all who hunger and thirst for your righteousness. May they be nourished and sustained by your spirit. And Lord God, thank you for your mercy and grace and the freedom 
we have in you. Help us to be examples of your love in all that we do, so that we may also be merciful and bring calm to our world, to mend brokenness and build bridges. For we are yours, and you are our one God. And today we gather together as your people to pray as Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, I hope you studied Latin before uh, coming in today, because that's uh, part of our next congregational sim, uh, hymn. Uh, Kyrie Eliasson, if you're willing and able, let's stand and sing. Is this a sing together? This is congregational, right? Yeah, let's stand and sing together.
This morning we have two scripture lessons. The first is from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And the second reading is from Exodus chapter 20 verses 1 through 3. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. May God add a blessing to the reading of this word. Thank you, Pastor Jen. So this is the Sunday, the first Sunday of July. And so all the Methodist pastors who have been assigned to new churches, this is their first Sunday in their new pulpits. Or those just ordained, this is their first Sunday ever to be to be a pastor. So uh, God bless all you Methodist pastors on moving day. Uh, good luck today, and I hope it goes well for you. What this means is that this is like my second anniversary here at Church of the Warm Heart. And when we moved, we crossed state lines. And we had to learn new laws, new ways of doing things, because Idaho does it differently than a lot of other places. Uh, like, like animal crossings. Uh, every state has a sign that says animal crossing. You don't have a sign that says animal crossing. Your signs say game crossing, which means if it's on the road, you could shoot it. That's, that's what game crossing means. Uh, that's the Idaho way. And uh, we learn about car registrations because you, you do it differently than where I've lived before. And can you text? Can you text when you're driving? Is that legal or illegal here? Yeah, or illegal. Uh, helmet laws. Do I have to wear a helmet on the motorcycle? No. Do I have to wear it on a bike? Some places, Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, probably a good idea. Here's some other rules that I had to learn about Idaho. In Idaho, it is against the law to live in a dog kennel or house unless you are actually a dog. It's against the law. In Idaho Falls, it's illegal to ride a motorcycle if you're over 88. I don't know what happened in Idaho Falls, but there's a law. It is illegal. This is some of the old blue laws. It's illegal to ride a merry-go-round on a Sunday. It's still on the books here. 
uh, selling an Idaho deluxe potato with blemishes, rot, or sun damage can get you sent to jail for up to six months. You take your potatoes seriously. Don't you call it deluxe if it's got that. I, had, I looked this up to see if it was true, and it is true. In Pocatello, you are required by law to smile. It actually goes, there's a whole paragraph about what you're supposed to do in Pocatello because it, any, any other face or frown uh, brings the whole attitude of the town down. So that's it's actually on, on the books. In illegal, it's illegal, in Eagle, it is illegal to uh, sweep dirt from one's house into the street. I can get by that one. Once upon a time, the state of Idaho forbade you from fishing off the back of a camel. Again, there's a story somewhere. Public displays of affection must be under 18 minutes in length. 17, you're fine. 19, right out. <laughs> Last one. Lawyers cannot charge widows a fee to move a piano into another room. I know that comes up a lot. But again, there's got to be a story, right? I found these on numerous websites. I, I looked into the actual codes for some. I didn't dig into all of them. But uh, we, have, we have laws that we are to follow. Many codes of conduct. If you drive a car, drive a vehicle, you have to follow the, the book. We had, to, we had to read the book when we moved here because there you have like open range and some things that we weren't used to. Right? If you want to build a house, how many pages are, is the building code? It's like 500. If you want to build a house, here's all the rules that you have to follow. Um, employee handbooks. We got one here at the church. I've been to a church that had an ha- employee handbook that was two pages long. And it basically said, don't screw up. I've been to another church that the employee handbook was 75 pages long. Good Lord, like you can't, you can't legislate everything, but they tried. Uh, a while back, I saw the president on TV sign a treaty into law. It was a trade agreement with a country. One signature, boom, done. I go to Costco and I want a Costco membership. I have to sign here, sign here, sign here, initial here, and sign at the bottom. It's insane. Uh, it takes more to get a Costco membership than to have a trade agreement with China. It's just more signatures are there. Our lives are dictated by principles of law in many different places. Homeowner, homeowners associations, don't get me started. Uh, libraries have their rules. Oh, I once got busted out of the library. I'll save that for another sermon another day. Um, they almost called the cops. It was, it was interesting. Um, I got to tell the story. No, I'll, t- I'll tell it another day. Um, but we live by these laws and we have all these rules and, regu- and, and regulations. But God gives us 10. He actually gives us 631. Uh, but there's 10, 10 big ones. And I'm just curious. Can we come up with the Ten Commandments? I think I can do it in this, in this room. Well, we'll, we'll start here. What, give me one of the Ten Commandments. I'll see if we can check it off. Thou shalt not kill. No killing. Good, good rule. Good rule. No killing. No murder. False witness over here. Loving other gods. You shall have no other gods before me. That's today's sermon. No adultery. That's a good one. My wife and I have a Ten Commandment marriage. I do not commit adultery, so she won't have to commit murder. There we go. 
Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath. Good job on that one for all of you. You kept the Sabbath. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's stuff. Did you know that the Catholics and the Protestants have a different Ten Commandments? We read from the same Bible. In the Bible, it does not say the first commandment, the second commandment. But you read them, and you can kind of pick where the, where the line is. And they, they chose a different line than we chose. Um, for us, we still have ten. There's a, there's a commandment we'll talk about next week, thou shalt have no idols. That's in the Protestant Ten Commandments. It's not listed in the Catholic Ten Commandments because they like statues and they like stained glass. Like they, they get a little bit on the idly side, so they don't have that in there. So where do they come up with their uh, Tenth Commandment? Uh, our Tenth Commandment is thou shalt not covet your neighbor's goods, ox, donkey, and wife. I don't know why wife is in the, there with the ox and donkey. I won't go there today. Uh, but they split it out. Thou shalt not commit. Uh, thou shalt not covet your neighbor's stuff, and thou shalt not commit uh, covet your neighbor's spouse. So they put a crowbar in between those and separate them out. Uh, let's see. Uh, no lying. No stealing. I think we did a good job. Oh, there's one we missed. Gosh darn it, we missed it. Gosh dang it. You're going to figure this out in one second. It is. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. If I say, gosh darn it, my grandma still flacks me on the, on the ear because it's too close. Yes, and we forgot, honor your mother and father. One of the most important commandments, I will tell the children around us. Honor them, yes. Mm-hmm. There's actually more laws, but those are the big ones. And you, you, remember, you remember how we got the Ten Commandments? Not personally, you probably don't remember personally, but uh, you, you've read about it. Moses was out in the desert one day with his flock and he had received a calling. I won't tell the whole story, but he got a calling from the burning bush to go free the slaves in Egypt. And after said freeing, he was supposed to bring all those slaves back, all 660,000 of them, and bring them back to that mountain, to that same mountain and, and worship God and God will give him more instructions. Go free the people, come back. I'll tell you what to do. So Moses went, freed the people, and brought them back to Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb, depending on which Bible you were reading. And Moses went up on the mountain and God gave him the Ten Commandments on two stone tablets. (laughs) They're freed from slavery. And the first thing that they get are rules. Which makes sense. I've... I've been a, I've been a leader at, at at children's camp before. Uh, you're away from your mom and dad. Let's talk about the rules, because we don't want Lord of the Flies thing here, right? You don't want all these slaves doing all these crazy things. Uh, all the all this freedom, but we still have to, principles to live by. So we get Ten Commandments, two stone tablets, God's contract with the people of Israel. There were actually two copies made. Um, the first one, Moses went up and God with lightning or the finger of God of the fire. And you can imagine the Ten Commandment movie, uh, writing out the Ten Commandments. Later, Moses smashes those later on. It's another story we'll get to next week. Uh, and Moses has to go back up and get another, uh, get another set. And God says, you're going to write this one. So Moses has to chisel it out and takes them twice as long because he's got to chisel it out. Uh, but the theory that I like, because we, we always think five on this tablet 
and five on this tablet. There's a theory that, that, that goes in, in, in ancient uh, Hebrew tradition that says it probably has ten commandments on this side and the same ten commandments on this side, duplicate copies, because it's a contract. If you get a contract, do you get duplicate copies? You get a copy and the other person gets a copy, right? That's how contracts work. And because that's what the law is saying. If you want to be my people, if you want me to be your God, then these are the things that you have to do. This is our contract. I'll hold up my end of the bargain, says God, if you hold up yours. Very much like a treaty. It even opens up like a contract. You know, in a contract, it has that uh, the legal language. You know, it says... Uh, uh, my wife's not here. I could, I could have fun with this one. Uh, purchaser, Mike Beneshek, agrees to purchase uh, a 2022 Mazda Miata. Yes. We all have dreams. <laughs> From Mazda of Boise, wherever. What Jen read for us today sounded like a contract, didn't it? And God spoke these words, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt. I, God, you slaves in Egypt, you shall have no other God before me in the other Ten Commandments. It's a contract. <laughs> no other gods. It sounds like, sounds like an easy commandment, doesn't it? No other gods. Makes sense to us. We don't believe in other gods. What kind of numbskull would believe in more than one God? But then we have to remember who these people were. These were slaves. Slaves in what country? Egypt. And in Egypt at that time, and across the Mediterranean, and across the whole world, by the way, they were poly, polytheistic. People who believed in many gods. In Egypt, you had, you had Isis, the god of earth. Ra, the god of sun. Anubis, the god of the dead. Greece had their gods. Zeus, Athena, Hermes. Rome had theirs, Jupiter, Mercury, Apollo, Mars, Vulcan. The Nordic countries up north, northern Europe, they had their gods, Thor, Loki, Woden, Frigg. Frigg was one. Uh, we, get, we get our days of the week from these gods. Uh, Woden, guess what day is Woden's day? Thor's day is, Frigg day is, Frigg was a, Frigg was, how to say this nicely. Frigg was a fertility goddess. Frigg was a god that you wanted to pray to if you wanted to make babies. So every time you celebrate, you know, thank God it's Friday, you're actually saying, thank God it's fertility goddess day. So uh, celebrate appropriately, I guess. You had your choice as to religious affiliations. But here, at the birthplace of Judaism, we get the first notion of a single God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Who is worthy of worship? One. Who do we pray to? One. Who do we put our trust and our faith in? Only one. But Pastor Mike, don't all religions believe the same thing? Here, let me try it like this. Uh, but Pastor Mike, don't all religions believe the same thing, I hear you ask? 
see, I get this one a lot. And it, it's, it's actually one of my, just a little pet peeves. I'm like, we all, we might all have the same, some same principles and some same ideas, but let me, let me pitch it like this. We Christians believe that God is one, that Jesus Christ came to fix our relationship with God and with others. Love God, love others. How do I know God's behind this? Other gods, if they had rules, had to do everything exclusively with God. Everything. The commandments that God gave us, only four have to do with God. Six, how we, how we handle each other. There's four about God, six about the relationships that we have. That's pretty special. As a parent, that, those are the rules that, that, that we kind of come up with our kids, Right? If, if, if I'm on my deathbed and I want to tell something to my kids, it would not be, kids, remember me and worship me forever. It would not be that. It would be, take care of each other. Love each other. Awesome. Uh, we believe that God is one, that Jesus Christ came to fix our relationship with God and with others. How many other religions can say that? I'll just pick on a couple of them here. I don't mean to be exclusionary, but uh, Buddhists. But Buddhism, Mike, I want to be a Buddhist. I'm like, great. I hope you enjoy nirvana. They said, yes. What's nirvana? Well, that nirvana is what Buddhists are going for. Nirvana is nothingness. They want to be like out of the world, out of everything. Um, so they're looking for that. Well, I just want that inner peace. Like, great. You want inner peace? You find people. You, it's, it's found in relationship. Uh, nirvana is nothingness. So if that's what you want, it's pretty lonely there. Uh, well, the, the world is bad and, and, and God is good. It's like, well, the Bible also says that the Lord God made the heavens and the earth and he called it good. Hindus, Hindus, what do they seek? Hindus have 330 million gods. I don't know who counted them, but 330 million. Uh, Their goal is to reach Dharma, complete independence from everything. Dharma is where you don't, you're not bothered by anything because you have no relationship to anything. Our God kind of likes relationship. And I don't know about you, but I find some of my greatest joys in relationship. And I find some of my greatest pains when that relationship is either destroyed or lost. When your kid says, I hate you, or when there's a split in a relationship, or when someone dies, there's a relationship that's broken. That hurts the heart. You can, I'm not, I'm not going to go through all the religions like this, but you, but you get the idea. Uh, Confucianism, Shinto, you name it. Don't ask me about Scientology. I don't know what they believe. Uh, but we believe in one God who was revealed through Jesus Christ, and we live through the Spirit, and we live by Christian values such as kindness and mercy, humility, charity, faithfulness, hope, but most of all, love. What God cares about is his people, you and me. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. His people are his concern. This is what I want you to leave with this morning. 
God gave the Ten Commandments, not because he's a cosmic killjoy who wants to micromanage everything we do. But these are, these are things out of love. If you follow these commands, it will go well with you, generally speaking. These are rules that keep us out of trouble. I remember when our kids were younger, we had a house that was on a, on a road that people would go 50 miles an hour on. We had a yard, then we had a sidewalk, and then a strip of grass like this long, this big. And then I-84, basically, it felt like, right there. So the rule was, you could play in the yard. Stay off the sidewalk, unless you're walking somewhere. And for sure, stay out of here. But dad, it's grass. I, I know it's grass, but here we have life. Here, not so much. One of our family rules, and if, I, if they were here today I would, uh, at the service, I would say, hey, kids, what's the family rule? And they would say, don't die. That's actually the family rule. <laughs> Ask my kids the family rule, and they will laugh and say, don't die. We started this at the state fair right before you put them on the, on, the, on the rides at the state fair that were built that morning. It's like, all right, have fun, kids. Don't die. <laughs> New rule. Don't die. If they break that rule, I tell them, no PlayStation for two weeks if you, if you die. Yeah. Um, it'll be a sad day when one of us breaks that rule. Mm. But we love our children enough to set up boundaries. And we were tired of having urgent care in our budget. If you'd ask, I won't, I won't say which kid it was, but uh, his initials are Gabe Benishek. But uh, his, his nickname was Captain Copay. And half of our rules were based on him. <laughs> like, but life is better if we don't legalize murder. Life is better if we don't legalize stealing or lying or all these things. We have it. It's not supposed to be there. But if it was legal, look out. We worship one God. And this God loves us more than we can fathom. So for the next 10 weeks, we're going to look at each commandment in turn. I think you'll be surprised about what we discover. There's a lot more to them than just just little statements along, along the way. Next week, we're going to look at idols, the second command. Uh, there's the idol in the uh, Moses story. They built the golden calf. Worship, it's uh, worship. Uh, beef, it's what's for worship. How about that? We'll go like that. But in the meantime, know that you are loved. By contract, you are loved. And by God's heart, you are loved. And the family of God said, amen. On the night in which he gave himself up for us. Jesus was celebrating the Passover. The holiday that they celebrate uh, about leaving Egypt. And they had to go with unleavened bread. They didn't have time to bake the bread. And they went with bitter herbs. And they went with other things that they used during the Passover feast. It's their Independence Day. That's, that's Passover. The angel of death passed over them. During the meal, Jesus took the bread. And he broke it and he said, take and eat, all of you. 
This is my body shed for you. And after the meal, he took the cup and he poured out the fruit of the vine. And he said, take and drink all of you. This is my blood shed for you. For the forgiveness of sins, do this in my name. This is Christ's table. It's not my table. It's not the Methodist table. It's Christ. And he invites all of you. No matter who you are, no matter no matter your age, no matter your sex, no matter no matter if you're new to the faith or if you're a, you're a seasoned saint. This table is for you. The table is set. Please come forward. As we come to the offertory, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate in the giving to this church. You make these ministries happen. So bless you, bless you, and bless you. Let us receive the offertory.
to our band and musicians. Thank you to the folk upstairs. I uh, appreciate you uh, and all the folk on, online and all of you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you that as we celebrate this Independence Day that we are reminded that we are dependent on the one. Go in peace. <laughs>